Welcome to Podcast for Future CIO. In today's episode, we look to discover and better understand the business value of conversational analysis, the role of conversational analytics, and what it plays in the burgeoning artificial intelligence marketplace. Our special guest for today is Mr. Wee T. Lim, Regional Sales Director at LivePerson. Welcome to Podcast for Future CIO, Wee T. Thank you very much, Alan, and uh, glad to be here uh, with uh, you this morning to talk about conversational AI. Before we begin our chat, can you briefly describe what LivePerson is all about? So uh, at LivePerson, our mission is to uh, help brands engage with their consumers in as seamless a manner as possible. We do that through uh, offering a messaging platform uh, that will allow the brands to communicate at any time at any place uh, with their consumers and uh, to make consumers' lives easy and to remove all the frustrations, you know, with the traditional means of uh, communicating with brands. Uh, let's move on to our topic for today, conversational analytics and its role in AI. Okay. What exactly is conversational analytics and what is the business problem it is trying to solve? Conversational analytics is actually the ability for consumers and brands to connect to each other via a conversation. Uh, and these, this could be large enterprises or small and medium-sized companies that enable anytime, any place conversations through a messaging platform of the consumer's choice. To give you an example, uh, in many parts of Asia, uh, WhatsApp is a very popular channel. I believe many consumers already have WhatsApp and do uh, hundreds of uh, conversations with friends, families, colleagues. Um, but increasingly, it's becoming popular uh, for consumers to actually message uh, the brands uh, for inquiries, to get service, uh, to get help, and so on and so forth. In other parts of the world, you know, it's uh, with Line, it's with Viber, etc., etc., And it's where consumers live primarily today uh, on their handsets. So in terms of the business problem, what does conversational analytics uh, try to solve? So by making it convenient for consumers to engage with brands, consumers can get access to product information, can get access to services anytime, any place. Consumers can even transact and make a purchase through uh, consumer analytics. And uh, in this particular season where safe distancing measures are being implemented in various countries all over the world, it is especially important for brands to be able to offer a safe type of experience to consumers and where consumers will be able to get access to this. From the brand's point of view, many brands obviously are looking to increase their reach and to provide a rich form of engagement with consumers as well. When consumers unable to go to a shop so readily to get access to uh, products and services, or they are frustrated because of the long wait times over the phone, messaging provides a means to reach out to the masses and provide them the right level of services. In so doing, brands have been able to reduce the cost to serve uh, significantly by applying all the relevant technologies that are associated with conversational analytics, such as AI, natural language understanding, 
and so on and so forth. Now, Gardner said that by 2020, 50% of analytical <laughs> queries will be generated by search, uh, natural language processing, or voice, or will be automatically generated. In terms of your understanding of this prediction, what exactly the, is Gartner is telling us? So Gartner is saying that more and more enterprises will be relying on automation tools whereby a conversation can be handled by a bot agent, which is essentially a virtual agent, as opposed to a human agent. Today, the technology applying AI to this problem is able to automate very simple and repeatable type of interactions and transactions. Case in point, a set of frequently asked questions about you know, opening times, appointment times, you know, where to, where to get access to uh, information, etc., etc. This can already be highly automated. Now, as to Gartner's prediction of 50% of conversations by the year 2020, at LivePerson, uh, we host a cloud platform where brands leverage the platform to have these exact conversations with customers, either via virtual agents or via the human agents. And in the past couple of months, you know, we have seen our messages increasing about 4.5 times in the last uh, 12 months alone with a 27% growth just in April because of the various lockdowns in the different countries in this part of the world. So from a trend perspective, definitely we were seeing more and more organizations leveraging automation as well as AI to interact uh, with customers. Does voice still have a place in, in messaging today? I think voice definitely still has a place in messaging today. However, based on what we are seeing, uh, we see that voice still happens primarily in the home or uh, the office where there is some level of privacy for consumers. It is in a public location, you know, uh, outside the house, you know, at a cafe and so on and so forth it tends to be a little bit more inconvenient for consumers to want to have their bank balances read out to them over voice. In terms of the platform that you have, so you, you're saying brands are using this platform to better, under, I guess, to better understand the engagements, the messages that they're getting from their customers, so provide better value to customers going into their, the brands. Uh, how do you then distinguish to what extent are you able to do this engagement without violating personal privacy? Because that's happened in a lot of places like in the U.S. where people are starting to get concerned about how much information should I be giving or should the uh, service provider be deciphering off my conversations that mm -hmm. doesn't violate my personal space. Allow me to articulate a couple of points. Uh, number one, so like, at LifePerson, we provide a platform where conversations happen between brands and consumers. Uh, all the conversations are essentially kept private to the strictest extent possible and we are compliant to all the international uh, laws and standards you know, uh, with regards to data privacy. Data remains uh, the jurisdiction of the brands because the brand owns the relationship with the consumer. So that's point number one. Uh, point number two is with regards to conversation between consumers and brands. When consumers 
initiate a conversation through WhatsApp or through you know uh, a web uh, chat uh, channel, for example, um, it is almost always deemed that when consumers are initiating conversations, that consent has been given by the consumers to for for them to share information with brands. That's it. Uh, there would be certain PII data, we call them uh, personally identifiable information that uh, sometimes would be required to be shared. For example, credit card information, for example, for customer authentication processes. Under such circumstances where these transactions uh, need to happen, uh, we provide secure capabilities whereby information one shared can be used for that particular purpose of customer identification and verification. And then that, um, that data is, is essentially deleted from the platform and can, can never be accessed by anybody from the brand nor from live person. So there, there are various mechanisms out there that we ensure the strictest level of uh, data privacy. Now, to what extent do you see conversational analytics becoming part of an enterprise-wide AI deployment? I, I see that happening uh, already. And uh, we say that in a lot of the business literature, we say that change management is required. And uh, I guess COVID is uh, a, a, a fundamental force to, to uh, ensure change is uh, accelerating rapidly. So uh, we see change happening at various segments. At the enterprise segments where we see uh, businesses with a, brick, a large brick and mortar operations have been forced to essentially take their business online into the digital uh, medium. And this is where we are working with them to reimagine many of their customer journeys and pioneering a concept for them that we call contactless retail. The contactless retail is the ability uh, for brands to service customers by allowing them to conversationally uh, browse and then purchase goods and services, pay for it, uh, and then have those goods and services either delivered to the doorstep or picked up by the curbside. Now, obviously, some of these processes will not be 100% digital, uh, but by ensuring that the bulk of the entire customer journey can be handled digitally, we are ensuring that these brands still have uh, very rich customer engaging processes that continue to make uh, their businesses uh, viable. So that's on the enterprise side of things. Uh, on the small and medium-sized business side of things, uh, we also see many F&B outlets that we are serving take their business uh, digital. So using applications like WhatsApp to offer menus whereby a consumer can you know, purchase takeouts and pay for takeouts you know, uh, using all these uh, popular uh, communication channels of their choice. Obviously, all this would be required to be integrated to the small businesses backend systems such as a point of uh, sales to enable all these processes you know, uh, to be handled efficiently. So say as a business, as a brand, I want to bring in conversational analytics into my existing processes. Uh, what kind of technology and process integration 
needs to happen or do I, I need to imp, uh, deploy for my organization to benefit from conversational analytics? So there are a few things uh, that organizations should be aware uh, to start off with. Uh, number one is uh, for organizations that already have existing channels of uh, communications, such as if organizations were operating contact centers, for example, there are technologies that would help deflect the conversational flow from the traditional IVR uh, voice agent flow across to a messaging experience. There are also very simple techniques whereby the use of QR codes either at the shop on your website, you know, on your shelf, uh, would essentially allow consumers to very quickly pick up the phone, scan a QR code, and start conversations, you know, with your human or uh, virtual agents. Obviously, in addition to that, there is uh, a technology aspect and an integration aspect. On the technology integration aspect, we would be helping customers uh, to look at how uh, they would need to integrate back to order management systems, payment systems, logistic system, CRM systems, et cetera, et cetera. On the front end, on the people aspects of it, um, there is also opportunities to retrain and reskill their employees uh, to ensure that they are well-placed for the AI-driven economy to come. To give you an example, uh, many of our clients have already started to retrain traditional contact center agents, people that have been on the line on a day-to-day basis uh, engaging with customers, retraining them to be conversational designers. Given their wealth of experience handling irate customers to handling you know, uh, loyal VIP customers, they will be in the best position to design you know, uh, these new digital journeys you know, uh, for consumers. The next group of people that uh, we usually see and help to train are essentially uh, board managers. And these are people that not just manage uh, where they traditionally had managed a team of physical human beings. Now they step up to manage uh, virtual agents where they monitor uh, the health of these agents to identify how these virtual agents uh, are doing. They continue to apply analytics and AI to continuously train these virtual agents. Their quality of service uh, continues to increase. So from an organizational point of view, uh, if I may sum up, there are the touch points where today there are already many nifty and easy to use techniques to migrate traditional customer journeys into digital customer journeys. There is the backend component, uh, which is uh, integration slash IT centric, whereby we are integrating the front end to the back end. And then there's the people component of it to ensure that the operations and the skills required to operate conversational AI are are ready from an organization uh, standpoint. Weeti. Thank you very much for joining me today on Podchats for Future CIO. It's very interesting what you've shared with me today. Ellen, thank you very much for having me. 
Uh, I'm very, very excited. I'm uh, obviously very passionate about this topic and uh, we'll continue to reach out you know, to, to businesses and to consumers to, to share our message. Again, thank you very much for that. And that was Sweetie Lim, Regional Sales Director at Live Person, on the topic of the role of conversational analytics in driving business value. We've reached the end of another episode of Podchats for Future CIO. We invite you to submit your ideas on topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Simply email us at editors at society.com. Also visit us at futurecio.tech for the latest in people, process, and technology innovations. And don't forget to sign up to our weekly newsletter. See you at the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Mm-hmm.